Good evening, late afternoon, if you are in the Bay Area. Uh, Aiden O'Connor here with Mickey Doolittle. This is the Packed House Podcast. We have a packed house, as per usual. Uh, Same thing as last weekend, same format. I'm in Chicago. Mickey is in San Francisco. And Mickey, Mickey's dealing with uh, the he's dealing with COVID. He's where we're, it's a flu game today for Mickey, huh? Yes, sir. This is my Michael Jordan in what was it, '98 moment, '97? I don't know. It was in Utah, but yeah, yeah. This is I, I test, yeah. I tested positive for COVID yesterday, and it's hit me a little bit. Uh, but I, I've mostly been pretty okay with symptoms. It's been kind of a mild cold, but it's going all right. So I'm just sitting alone watching an ungodly amount of basketball over the last 24 hours and it's actually not been horrible so yeah i'd have to say you're you're probably never been happier to be uh sitting on a zoom call talking sports right now oh god i'm so happy i haven't talked to anybody all day (laughs) i outside of my parents for like two three conversations i am Uh so happy right now (laughs) all right let's do it we got a we got a pretty exciting show a new format sort of for you guys today uh as we did last week we'll recap the nfl games of last week and you know with a little lull in sports obviously mlb still in uh the lockout uh nba action getting pretty hot actually we got a i I don't i didn't even mention we didn't even write this down how about demar Derozan? I mean, that's coming from a both, oh, but back to back. Unbelievable. Yeah. Two nights in a row? Two years in a row. Two different years. Two year- you know what I mean? He did one on New Year's Eve, one on New Year's Day. Oh, no, no way. That's how that worked? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Buzzer, buzzer beaters in two different years, back to back days. I had no idea that it was on New Year's Eve and then New Year's Day. That's, that's yeah. a whole nother layer to it. Yeah, we were... Uh, I was sitting around watching. The, it was halftime of the first college football hall game, which, by the way, those were both horrible games. But uh, we were, and it's halftime, so we flipped on the Bulls and late game. And he, he, I don't know if you saw the full play, just the shot. He dribbled around for seven seconds before that. He had no idea how much yeah. time was left, and then just threw it up. And we're all, we're all standing. We're like, "What are you doing? Do something!" And then he throws it up, and we just start screaming and running all over the place. It was awesome. Welcome to the life of a Warrior fan, a Steph Curry yeah, fan. Exactly. What are you doing? What are you doing? And then he throws up some weird circus shot and and it goes in. So yeah, I'm glad you guys could experience that. That was an awesome moment. That was so cool. Both of those moments, really, those shots were insane. Yeah, that that was it's starting uh we're starting to feel it here in Chicago. I I obviously everyone who listens to our show here knows that uh I'm not the biggest NBA fan, but I've been, you know, I've been flipping them on here and there, watching uh, Monday night football. My dad was kind of getting mad. I was going back and forth between the regular broadcast, the Manning cast, and the Bulls. Just you know, watching everything. But, yeah, so you we, gotta you uh, gotta have another you gotta have another screen. Come on, Aiden. Oh, I'm I'm staring at my basement. Has we we got two TVs in the basement. That's how we that's how we work it down here. But we're sitting upstairs. There you go. Uh, so yeah, why don't we get right into it? Uh, Mickey, you want to uh, yeah, you want to take it away? Yeah. So uh, our first game that we are going to go over of the week is Philadelphia and Washington. Philadelphia wins this one 20 to 16. Uh, you know, outside of FedEx fields actively falling apart, uh, you know, during a football game, uh, so does the team it houses. Uh, the Washington football team uh, missing out on the playoffs once again this year. Uh, Jalen Hurts really picked them apart. He looked, he 
probably played one of his better games of his career. He looks really good, super accurate, making good decisions. Uh, and fans tumbled into him post game. The, the railing broke at FedEx field that, you know, led to the tunnel of the locker room and stuff. And it just was kind of a scary moment, especially I can imagine for the player, but also for like the camera crew standing around there. For the fans, uh, and, and for the fans no? that felt eight, nine feet onto the yeah. field. Yeah. I mean, they were, probably- they got a picture with, once they realized their leg wasn't snapped in half, they were probably loving it. They're two feet away from the quarterback, you know? Well, they got two guys just like posed with him. And he like, yeah. he helped him up and then they put his arms around him. He put his arms around him. And they took a picture. So, I, I mean, mean that must have been a cool moment. Of course, it's Philly fans too, you know? It's just, it just only Philly fans. Yeah. Come on. Anyone else, it would have been funny, but this just makes it better. But, yeah, we uh, well, for one thing, uh, Washington football team will be no longer as of February 2nd. I think was the date they announced. Uh, what do we? You think? know, you got any leads? I actually, I actually have a have a take on this. I think Washington Football Team is a really cool name. I think it's unique. Like nobody else is like the you know the Cleveland baseball team or something. Like it, it's kind of cool. I don't know. And and the branding is kind of growing on me. I like the colors. I like the mm-hmm. painted end zones. Oh, yeah, I don't I know. I fun. maybe. Yeah, maybe I'm maybe I'm in the minority here, but you know, I, I kind of like the Washington football team. Yeah, well, I think I, I think it's official now that they are changing their name, but I, I found it interesting that the announcement is coming on February. It's I mean, it's two two twenty two, which I mean, they're probably announcing the date just to you know make the graphics two two twenty two. But also, you don't think there's any sort of groundhog related mascot coming no i don't think so but maybe is that groundhog's day that is groundhog's day oh wow so wow I, see i don't we don't know about that stuff on the pacific coast what we don't we don't know about groundhog's day, day. <laughs> what not really a, i mean it's like, just something that like you know a, we kind of read a we read a headline about it at the end of the day and that's that's about it you know it's a yeah, it's an east coast the newspaper same. thing huh I didn't know that. Like, I, obviously, we don't, you know, we don't celebrate, but uh, no, we don't do anything. It's no different day. But yeah, I don't think like, you're like, yeah, it's Groundhog's Day, you know. Yeah, I don't think anybody could tell you what day Groundhog's Day is. Like, I would struggle to tell you what month Groundhog's Day is in. It's uh, it's on my grandma's birthday, so I always know that. But oh, that's true. That's true. But still, I yeah, no, you're right. I don't think if it wasn't my grandma's birthday and if I didn't just see tweets about Washington changing their name on that day. If I could, you know, really think, really tell you it was February 2nd, but good movie. So good movie. Maybe not a Pacific coast thing. I don't know. That's, this is a tangent. Let's, what what are your thoughts on this game? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we, we've said it week in and week out. The Eagles had a very easy road to the playoffs and obviously that road has been completed. They are officially in the playoffs. I really think that no matter who they draw in the first round, it's going to be over. And I, I know we've seen, you know, teams like Washington last year compete with the Buccaneers, but I, I really don't think this is a very good football team, and I don't think they're going to make it past the first round. Well, and they're pretty much almost locked in as the seventh seed. They're going to need either San Francisco or New Orleans to lose next week to not be the seventh seed, and then, you know, they're going to have to play one of those top, you know, two to three teams, and, it, and it's just not going to be good. I, I don't think – you know, I trust New Orleans or San Francisco a little bit more to pull off an upset in the first round than Philadelphia. You know, they just are more equipped to to hang with these, you know, high tier teams. That said, 
you know, Jalen Hurts, if he can, if he can add some explosiveness, yeah. you know, some yeah, deep ball, good. he he looked really good. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah, and I I I really I mean we're gonna talk about them in ten minutes, but I really don't think the Saints are a good football team. I do like what the 49ers are doing. I think they have obviously a much better chance than the Eagles, whoever they draw in the first round, but I'm I'm not real high on the Saints either. Yeah, no, that may, that makes sense. They're they're a very defensive oriented team. I I kind of trust you know that that defensive unit to to really shut someone down. You know, shut a Green Bay down, limit them to you know 21 points, and just see if you know one of their rotational quarterbacks can can put up that many points. But this is off subject. Yeah. Is that all, is that all we have on the the Philadelphia game? That's all. Yeah, that's all I got. All right. So next we have. Oh boy, Los Angeles and Baltimore. Uh, weird, weird game here. The the Rams, you know, see Matthew Stafford play absolutely horrendously uh, in the first three quarters. He had a game winning drive that everyone's gonna, you know, overlook those first three quarters and, and look at that game winning drive. But but he had like five, six, you know, interception worthy plays and ended up throwing like three picks. And, and you don't give up two first round picks for a guy like this. And, and he's just so inconsistent. Uh, he's making bad decisions. I, I really uh, do not like this Matthew Stafford pickup. I, I don't like this era in Los Angeles so far, and especially against a super beat up Baltimore team, which they only end up beating by one point, 20 to 19. Yeah. I, you and I don't Agree on a couple of things quarterback related, but I'm I'm all I'm all with you here. I mean, Stafford has really not looked great. And obviously everyone said that, well, he wasn't good in Detroit, but that's Detroit and that was the excuse. But now he's, you know, he's got all the weapons he could possibly want, and it's still not really there. We're not seeing it. When he's a streaky player, and, and you kind of see that, but I I just really don't think the highs justify the lows. And I don't think the highs are necessarily that high at all because he he gets away with a lot of you know, turnover worthy throws in, in those. So yeah. So Matthew Stafford, I, I'm not very high on him. And then, you know, Baltimore, I, I just want to shout out, shout out John Harbaugh. Like right. he is doing a great job with a practice squad level roster right now. Like yeah. it, it is really bad in Baltimore and, and he hung with one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFC, you know, it, it's, it's a really impressive feat. Not the best team in the NFC. I take that back. I'm sick. I'm sorry. <laughs> but, you know, he only lost by a point and was about a minute away from beating them. So, yeah. Yeah, that was the same thing with uh, – he, he did it with Huntley against the Packers. You know, they went for two. They could have won the game. And when they had, you know, my guy Josh Johnson step in, yeah, it was a little bit different. They, they lost by a couple scores. But they still put up points and, you know, had a solid football game. And this is a team – I mean, I, I couldn't even tell you who gets the majority of their snaps at running back. And – Hollywood Brown is as streaky as they come. He's been on, he's really been off most of this season. And with the exception of Mark Andrews and they got a pretty good line, their offense really isn't there and their defense sure as heck isn't what it was a year, two years ago. Well, it's just decimated by injuries. It's, it's yeah. insane. Like, you know, and Tyler Huntley, give him credit. He, he looks, you know, decent. He, he looks like a serviceable quarterback, you know, someone that like is a borderline backup borderline starter. Like I, I think Tyler Huntley has stepped in and done a pretty good job here. And they're able to, you know, run that Lamar offense through him too. Cause he's, you know, they're pretty similar players. Yeah, no, it's, it's really interesting. So Baltimore, you know, kicking it a little bit, uh, probably not going to, you know, make much noise They're the rest of the season. They're not going to make the playoffs. 
I, so that is they have a sorry, chance. They have a chance, but it's not looking oh, good. Right. I think, yeah, so yeah, yeah. They, them in Pittsburgh. And I think what they play each other next week, the Steelers and the Ravens. Whoever wins then has to have the Jaguars beat the Colts and Sunday night football, which is Vegas Char- Vegas, Los Angeles. Um, not ended a tie. So, I mean, that's going to happen, but, uh, yeah. So both of those teams, and I, I know that's the Steelers path. I know the Steelers have to win and the Jags have to win. And then that game, not ended a tie. The Ravens, I would assume is just the same path, just flipped. Wow. I, I don't think Jacksonville is going to beat Indianapolis. I, 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 I'm I, just going to go out on a limb and say that. Oh, I I'm with you, but, uh, you never know. Who knows? Who yeah. knows? Any given Sunday. It's a cool exactly. league. Yeah, I've, I've got right. nothing more for that game. Sorry? I, I've got nothing more for that game. I mean, if you want to oh, yeah. yeah. No, me either. All right. Tampa Bay and New York. Uh, you know, Tampa Bay avoids a near disaster against New York. Uh, Tom Brady coming back to his old AFC East rival. And, you know, coming out on the final drive and, and delivering a dime. And, you know, what was a really head-scratching call by uh, Robert Sala, who's supposed to be a defensive head coach. And, and I am, I love Robert Sala. He's, you know, I've talked about it on the show before. It's, it's you know, San Francisco 49er, former defensive coordinator. And the play calling down the stretch was so weird, especially on that last play. He's calling cover two. And Tom Brady will attack that every time down the field. And you saw it with that touchdown uh, at the last second. And, you know, that was really a recovery for Tampa Bay from Antonio Brown inexplicably just leaving and, and taking off his shoulder pads and, and running off the field his shirt, it, his shirt as well. Shirt and shirt. Shoulder pads. <laughs> yeah, it's that's so weird. I've never seen anything like that before. That you really gotta, I mean, you can look at that a whole lot of different ways, but the way that I've seen it looked at, how about some, some credit to, well, for one, he, I didn't know this. Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. And two, he put up with that guy for nine years, eight years. He's a really good coach, but that's obviously not related to this in any more matter of the stretch than what I just said. But <laughs> he's, I just don't understand Antonio Brown. The guy leaves the game and then, well, he, he obviously didn't fly back with the team. Uh, he, I don't know if you saw the videos, he was waiting outside for an Uber. He got a ride from some guy who looked just about as psycho as him. I, I don't know if you saw these videos. The Uber drivers, like, yep. I don't even know. He, he was out there, but, uh, and then drops a song and is talking about a Netflix special. Antonio Brown did both of these things. I was at the Nets game the next day. I, I don't understand. Like that guy, he just threw his career away. And, and yeah. you know, I guess whatever. But but when you're and there's another layer to this is that he had a million dollars coming his way. If he were to catch five more passes, yep. he would have had, you know, an extra bonus of three hundred and thirty three thousand three hundred and thirty three dollars or whatever something like that. And the same amount for one more touchdown pass in the same amount for, I believe it was like 20 more receiving yards. He was so close to an extra million dollars, which I think he's going to need eventually. Like he, with how he spends, oh, yeah. I, I, you know, no, this is all completely speculative, but I feel like he's going to need that money. No, he, he's, he's going to find money. He's going to go fight one of those guys. He's going to go fight someone. <laughs> he is. I a hundred percent. Antonio Brown versus Jake Paul. He's yeah, I would root for Antonio Brown. I don't like those guys, but uh, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, he's gonna do something like that, like something out of this world. But he, yeah, I really don't get it. And uh, he actually said the week before 
like I'm, he said, we're done with this drama. We're just here to play football. And then he is obviously not. He does that. So I. All right. There's a million different ways we could look at it, but we're never going to understand why. Yeah. So a good win from Tampa Bay. Uh, any more thoughts on this one? Yeah. Just see uh, Tom Brady sign the football for a guy who intercepted Tom Brady. I, I don't get that. I don't I don't want to. I don't know if I like it or I don't. I do did not see that. That's weird. I don't know if he was a rookie or he's a young player. He picked off Tom Brady and then Tom Brady signed the ball for him that he picked off. Like you're not a fan, but at the same time, you picked off Tom Brady and you're a rookie. That's I cool. mean, they do the I, jersey I really swaps. Yeah, I, I think I like it. I, I just it was weird seeing that. It's kind of weird, but like, I don't know. I guess it's cool of Tom. I don't know. Yeah, I have no yeah, I have no opinion lot. on this. <laughs> yeah, I can't decide. I want an opinion on it. And I was I thought you might. <laughs> I can't decide if I like it or not. But yeah, that's yeah. Uh, once again, I mean, the Jets, not the Jets, but the, the Bucks are just one. They're a good football team. I do want to add uh, the guy who caught the winning touchdown was the same guy who caught the winning touchdown for whatever their last like walk off win was. But he's a track star. He never played football in college and everyone was doubting him. And now he's, you know, walking off two games in a row for Tom Brady. I believe, was it Scotty Miller? Cyril Grayson. Oh, Cyril Grayson. Yeah. Uh, Scotty, Scotty Miller played in college. He actually, he, he went to school around here, around Chicago. I forget where. Oh, really? Yeah. But yeah, nice. uh, yeah, I don't know who, Cyril Grayson, but pretty cool story. That's I looked into it after he scored that. Kind of, kind of like the Chris Hogan story, you know, the lacrosse or the not the yeah lacrosse guy. Oh, lacrosse, lacrosse. He's actually playing. He's in the professional lacrosse league now. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's yeah, sick. Uh huh. He, uh, yeah, right. obviously he, he didn't play lacrosse for a while. He, he's you know practice squad. He got, I think he got brought up for a game or so, but yeah. Nice. All right, you learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. All right, so moving on to Tennessee, I don't have much thoughts on the Dolphins-Titans game. 34-3 win for Ryan Tannehill and the Titans. Uh, Miami might be in a new in the conversation for a new quarterback next year. Uh, it, it, they're, they're just not looking that good. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa, he's very cons- conservative with his throws. He doesn't really push the ball downfield, and he turns the ball over quite a bit. So, you know, Miami, it's just tough. They, they have a pretty good roster around them. So who knows what they're going to do with that situation. There's some good quarterbacks in the mid to late first round area of the next draft. So, so we'll have to wait and see. Any, any thoughts from you? Um, yeah, I, I obviously, I like a broken record. I love Ryan Tannehill. I love the Titans. Uh, they're probably, they're going to be one of my two teams going in to watch the playoffs. Um, and Derrick Henry activated off IR today. So uh, during the run, I'm not out. sure. Yeah, I'm not sure the uh, policies or whatever for actually it's still the regular season, so it's the same. So they have 21 days to he, he has 21 days to get healthy. So that's I mean he could be ready to play this week. Obviously they're not going to play him this week, but he could be ready to play tomorrow, or he's still going to need just about a month. So uh, yeah, but and look out for the Titans, man, because if they get him back, they're they've already clinched the highest seed in the playoffs. So I believe they'll have a bye, right? I don't know how the expanded playoffs works with that, but they, I they win next week and they have the number one seed and they, they have the, the oh, I only buy up. No, they I think they're up. in position for it. They have to win okay. this week though. Okay. Who do they play? You know, uh, Titans schedule. Let's see. They got it. 
the tech. Oh yeah. Yeah. So they should have that first round by, and then Derek Henry, that's another week to rest and, and practice with the team. So that, that'll be really interesting. And they're a scary team. Yeah. And Miami's exactly who I at least thought they were. I mean, they won what eight games in a row, but they're, they're not good. No. Yeah. And, and they really regressed to the mean, especially this week. Um, kind of just that eight and eight, actually, sorry, eight and nine team with the expanded regular season. That's going to take a long time to get used to. But, mm-hmm. you know, that that kind of 500 middling team that I feel like they're, they've been for the last couple of years. And, you know, who knows? And maybe the quarterback will fix that. So we'll see. Yep. All right. Moving on. Jacksonville and New England. Another blowout uh, between two teams, two, between one really good team and, and one not so good team. Uh, I don't have much to say about this one either. I'm really excited about playoff Belichick. Coming back, uh, you know, it'll be the first time in two years that we see New England in the playoffs. So I'm, I'm really excited for that. Uh, they take care of business in a dominating way at home this week, 50 to 10 against Jacksonville, who's just a disaster right now. Uh, feel bad for Trevor Lawrence. You know, they, hopefully they can get him some offensive line help next year. So, yeah, that's about all I have to say about that. Oh, it's, it's about a minute's worth of – I mean, it's worth more than what I have to say on that game, so we can move on now. I, I, I got nothing. I mean, I didn't watch it. I just saw a little score bug at the bottom just keep going up, so that's all I got. Yep. Yeah, not too important there. Uh, Las Vegas at Indianapolis. Las Vegas wins this one at 23-20, to 20, and this was just an awesome game. Like, I really am happy for the Las Vegas Raiders, you know, overcoming that whole Gruden Overcome everything, drama. You know? stuff yeah everything really Gruden Henry yeah. Ruggs you know another one of their rookies got arrested this week for yeah. a DUI um you know it, a DUI is uh, a little bit too much I feel like he was found asleep in his car in a parking garage uh it said DUI on the headlines but whatever that yeah. that was a quick and, disclaimer. Uh, earlier earlier in the season if I'm not mistaken there was some sort of incident with a younger player and like a gun and they ended up cutting him yeah, no, I, I remember that. I don't remember who it was, but yeah, no. that that definitely rings a bell. Yeah, I'm just, it, I, I like the Raiders. I like Derek Carr. I like, I like the team in general, obviously, in general, but yeah, they're, I'm going to be pushing for them for sure. Uh, they got, it's, yeah, winning you're in for them and the Chargers, I believe, this Sunday night. So next, next, sun, this Sunday, it's going to be so much fun. I, I have a little more of a preview down at the Los Angeles game, but. It's you know it. This is why we play football, right? Yeah, you know, it's a playoff it, game. Exactly, and it's in Vegas, the new new stadium. Oh, I you know. know yeah, it's yeah. it's new stadium. You know, playoff atmosphere for the first time in Vegas. So th- this will be a lot of fun. I can't wait for Sunday night. Yeah, I'm w- I'm right there with you. All right, Kansas City at Cincinnati. I think this could be the game of the year. Uh, it really went back and forth. I don't have a ton of takeaways from this game. It was just, you know, football porn from beginning to end. Uh, 34-31 win for Cincinnati. They got a couple of calls at the end that were a little bit borderline. I don't think they got, you know, Kansas City got too, uh, you know, screwed over or whatever. But Joe Burrow looks like an MVP candidate. Jamar Chase has been incredible over the last couple of weeks. He's just awesome offensive player of the year. 
type performances, last second field goal to win it. Zach Taylor shuts up the critics. That's about all I have on this one. I, I don't have a lot of takeaways. I think Kansas City looks like they should. You know, it was kind of a coin flip towards the end there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, the Bears were on at the same time, so I, I was locked into the Bears. But uh, I, I didn't really see a lot of this game, obviously, at the end. Um, I did see the end, but I, I really I didn't understand why they didn't just kick the field goal um, towards the end. But obviously – you know, it, it didn't end up mattering. So a lot of odd penalties towards the end, too, that sort of kept him in it. But Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase had what, like 266 yards for three touchdowns? That's insane. Yeah. No, Jamar Chase is is looking like Randy Moss out there. He He's just incredible. I, he's not a Randy Moss archetype, but uh-huh. he's up there, you know, catching balls over guys, you know. It, it's just unbelievable what he's doing. He's getting so much separation you know, great route runner. He He's a great ball catcher, you know, just a great receiver uh, to pair with Joe Burrow and reunite them from their LSU days. I, I Joe, uh, Joe is making me look like an idiot. I think it was the last show that we were still in the studio for, or maybe a couple of weeks before. And we were talking about Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. And I was saying, yeah, I <laughs> said, he said, give me one to start a team with. And I said, it's really a coin flip. Like, I could take either of them. I think they're the same. And Joe Burrow has proven me very wrong since then. And I think I, I if I remember right, I think I leaned Joe Burrow. And, and man, what different trajectories these guys have gone on since then. So it's, it's really only been four fun. weeks and there's a I know. huge difference. I know. It's crazy. So uh, moving on, we got the game that you were watching uh the giants and the the bears uh there were eight games on in the early window last sunday and there was only one game without playoff implications and this was the game and that is so the game aiden, that i spent three hours watching and did not turn on another one aiden i did not spend a minute watching this game i am so you sorry cool. what what do you got for us <laughs> well uh i i really have more on the giants than the bears because that team is broken. The the from top to bottom, they looked like one of the worst football teams I've watched in a while. And I've you know I'm one. I'm a Bears fan. <laughs> Two, I uh, I mean we get to play the Lions twice a year. We've seen bad games there. The Browns when they were bad, but this man they and I think they already are, are signed on with Daniel Jones and uh, who's the coach again? I just forgot. Uh, Joe Judge. Joe Judge. They're not firing him. Yeah. yeah, They're bringing them both back next year. So that's another year down the drain. But uh, well, Daniel Jones, at least, you know, is looking competent after, you know, after Glennon starting like he, the the offense looks so much better with Jones in there. So at least there's that. I'm not saying Jones is any good. I'm saying the offense at least looks competent. Yeah. And speaking of the offense, I, this was, well, first play of the game, Mike Glennon turnover. So, Thank you, Mike. And then, I mean, <laughs> the guy ended the game with negative net passing yards, which I was not sure is possible. So after the game was over, I threw a football across the room to my little sister, and I had more passing yards than Michael. That that was it. there. You go. Yeah. So he, <laughs> oh my what I, goodness. What I don't, what I really don't understand is, so it was a, it was still a, you know, two possession game. The Giants were driving. They had it, um, not in the red zone, but around like the forty-five. And it's a third and 16, and they're running the ball. They probably threw the ball. I mean, obviously, he had negative passing yards. He completed one more pass to the Giants than the Bears. Thank you, Mike. 
and they just they would just run the ball. They really have no faith in Mike Glennon. Why not put in Jake Fromm? I know he was bad last yeah. week, but if you're really just not going to throw the ball whatsoever, I don't understand why you keep the same quarterback in. When, and just see what you got in him. See if he, he can't do something yeah, against, you know, maybe a l- slightly less competent, well, slightly more competent defense, actually. So, you know, you know who knows what you're going to get, but throw him into the fire, trial by fire. Yeah. Who cares? Like, the Bears, you gave him, sorry, keep going. You, you signed him off the practice, the Bills practice squad. Like, you didn't give up anything for him. So, who cares? Like, just do it. Yeah. They, uh, what was I just going to say now? I forgot. Um, and oh, and wow. to your know. to your point a second ago, uh, the Giants they they are a mess. Like that, this is probably the only reason they are not the worst team in the league is because of Urban Meyer. Like yep. this team is so bad, and I I didn't watch them a second this week, so I don't know about this week. But oh, you know, wild. over the last couple of weeks, it's been consistently just awful football, and and you know. Dave Gettleman leaving, you know, that that's one step, but th- this is really a three-step process for me. Step one, Dave Gettleman, he's got to go. He has no sense on positional value or anything. He drafted Saquon Barkley number one overall and then, you know, traded for a bunch of nose tackles. You know, he mm-hmm. thinks he's playing the NFL in the 1980s here. And the next step is Joe Judge going, you know, it's just that Belichickian, you know, he thinks he can just manhandle his way into an authoritarian football, you know, head coaching role. And, you know, there's a great video on it by, I forget the, I forget the YouTube channel name, but there, it's out there. It's like, why do Bill Belichick uh, assistants not work out as head coaches? And it's a really great video. Search it if you can, but uh, that, that's that. And then the next step is just blow up the roster and including Daniel Jones. So, yeah, that's 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 my three step process to improving the Giants. <laughs> yeah, they they looked really bad, but I they did show a stat. The Bears have the eighth uh, eighth best defense in the league this year. Don't know how, but yeah, I, I really have nothing on the Bears side. The offense actually didn't look that good. It was Andy Dalton, man in the ship this week. Um, two points or fourteen points right off the gate off two Mike Lennon turnovers, and I think he turned over the ball five times. And just a Saquon Barkley note. He isn't Saquon Barkley anymore. He he's bad. He's not bad, but he had a really bad year, even when he was healthy. Yeah, he tore his ACL last year. Though. So, Soldier. yeah. Did you That's see that question? Did you see the reporter's question? No. But I don't understand how some some of these people get credentials. But he he was interviewing. Uh, I forget it was a, a guy or a girl, but he was talking to. Um. Saquon Barkley, and they're like, yeah, obviously uh, this is going to be a tough game for you to go back to the place you tore your ACL. Do, do you ever think of, you know, like burning that place down? That's not how he asked it. It was pretty close to how he asked what? it. What? He, he said, do you ever think about burning down Soldier Field? <laughs> what? What? I, I what kind of question is that? Like, Not a good one. At least sugarcoat it. I don't know. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's all I got. I really uh, – Justin Fields is back. He's playing this week. That's all I got. All right, so uh, th- at least the Bears will be watchable this week. So I who knows? Well, I was yeah. more, well, I was mad. I I had two free tickets to go to the game. It was snowy. It was like five degrees, and not a single person wanted to go with me. I asked my cousin, my dad, all my friends. I just there's there's no pride anymore. No pride. 
Well, and it also st- comes down to the fact that neither of these teams are in playoff contention. So you don't want to. I, I don't like, know. I like to see my guy Mike Lennon play a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, no. He, Bears. He's, hopefully, yeah. I'm I'm rooting for you guys. Yeah, I'm not sure. So what we need who to knows? Do. Yeah, I don't know. Yep. All right, moving on. Atlanta and Buffalo. And, and another really good team just avoids a near disaster. Uh, Buffalo in the snow clinches a playoff berth. Josh Allen through three picks, uh, further proving himself as a super inconsistent quarterback. But they pulled it out against, you know, Atlanta, who's really not used to playing in the snow. You know, they're from Atlanta. They play in a dome. So, yeah, uh, that's that's what I got on this game. Uh, AFC East is going to be really interesting for a long time to come. New England's looking good. Buffalo looks like they have a pretty bright future. If, you know, if Josh Allen can, you know, just like iron out these inconsistency issues. So who knows? I yeah, I think he can. I like Josh Allen a lot. I think he's really good. And, but that guy, he, he takes hits that I don't even want to say no quarterback should take. No player should take. This guy's flying up in the air. Looks like he could get hit by a bus and just he pops back up every time. I don't get it. Yeah, that's true. Understand it. Well, and, and you're right about ironing out these inconsistency issues. He he has improved very subtly every single year of his career, and, mm-hmm. and I really respect that about him. And it, and it's really a great trait to have as you know any athlete, any person really. But like you don't really see that with a lot of quarterbacks. So yeah, I think he can iron out these interception issues and, and you make a great point. So yeah, that's all I got on this game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Same. All right. Moving on. It is the game that I was at uh, Houston and San Francisco that I probably caught COVID at uh, not the best of situations. I was masked up the entire time with one of those like super, really good masks. I don't, I don't know what they're called, but they don't, you, you, gotta, you, you not wear, spread it and you not get it. So you have to wear those outside. What was that? You have to wear those outside at the game. Uh, actually, uh, we didn't have to uh, at Levi's, which was kind of weird because at Oracle you did all year, uh, even in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they did. Hmm. They made you, but you know they didn't really enforce it at Levi's or at Oracle. But you know we wore ours anyway, just in case, uh, which turned out to be a very still, good still decision. Gotcha. Well, it still what got was you. that? It still got you. It still got me. I I don't know. I don't know. What's the point? I'm kidding. I'm not with that. I see the point. So, uh, yeah, San Francisco, uh, really terrifying first half. Uh, this game was way too much fun for my liking. Uh, they stay in the postseason with a big win and a big second half. Trey Lance uh, is the main story of this game. Uh, he had a rough first half. He he really wasn't going through his read quick enough he was staring down receivers couldn't come off his first read very fast uh but in the second half he really caught up to the speed of the game and was much calmer in the pocket saw his reads you know went through his progressions very nicely uh and and it was the pocket presence that i really saw i i know it's there you know pocket presence is such a hard thing to develop and he had it in college and and it wasn't frantic at all in the second half so we really saw his potential there uh threw a bomb to Debo Samuel to pretty much put this game away uh in the fourth quarter and yeah so really the best part of this 49ers team on Sunday was was the defense it was it was just awesome they shut down the Texans 
which isn't really saying a ton, um, but they, they played an awesome game. Nick Bosa, Jesus, this guy is constantly in the backfield. He kind of got shut down in the first half because he was being double teamed so much, but he, he eventually started getting back there and, and, and really putting pressure on this Houston offense. So San Francisco pulls out a critical win. And if uh, we win next week, we are into the postseason. Uh, but Pretty it's bad. a tough task against the Los Angeles Rams at SoFi. Uh, I, I think they, I, yeah, that's, I don't want to say the game's a toss up. Obviously the Rams are favored, but I, I think they got it. I, I really haven't watched a ton of the 49ers. I'm going to watch that game next week. I assume it will be, um, one of the bigger games. Um, but yeah, I, oh, I forgot to ask you, I was going to ask you to get a picture of Lovey Smith's beard for me, but I completely forgot. Ah, oh, I could have done me. that. I yeah, could have yeah. gone on the Houston side. I spent most of my time on the San Francisco side, but yeah, that would have been funny. I would have done that for you. I, but I uh, yeah, so that was that game. My experience at Levi's was awesome. Uh, it was, it, it is such a weird stadium. It is either hot as all heck or it is cold in the, sh- in the shadows and everything. And, and the there cold? is no in between. There's no in between. What was that? Well, it was, I assume it was cold. Uh, because we were in the shadows, it was cold. And, and wow. if we would have moved into the sun, it would have felt like 85, 86 degrees oh, wow. in direct sunlight. So, yeah, no, it's such a weird stadium. It, it's such a weird change from Candlestick Park, the old, the old stadium that was built next to a hill and got all the wind. And, it, and, you know, in San Francisco, California, it doesn't very often feel like 20 degrees. And at Candlestick Park, it constantly felt like 20 degrees. So. Yeah, that just show, goes to show how cold that was. And, and then they really kind of picked a weird spot for this stadium and then a weird design and a weird temperature. I don't know. So that's Levi's. I'm going I'm going skiing tomorrow in, in Wisconsin and the high is the expected high is one. But, you know, it'll feel oh. like negative. Yeah. So we'll see if I make it out alive. Yeah. The high here is constantly in the 50s and sometimes in the 60s so i was i was playing baseball on a t-shirt in negative six degree weather a couple hours a couple hours ago it felt good couldn't make a shot to save my life but whatever i mean when you can't feel your hands i i guess there there's an excuse there no i yeah, <laughs> but uh that's all i got there uh I, i'm really pushing for the 49ers does jimmy g start next week then or what happens we here? We do not know yet. Uh, Kyle Shanahan's doing the right thing, not letting anyone know who his quarterback is next week. I can imagine that he probably knows by now if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be healthy enough. It's uh, a thumb, right? You'll know early in the week with that kind of stuff. Yeah, no, it, he's just not going to let it. There's no, there's no point in letting anybody oh, know. Like, I agree. Yeah, you know, he's probably. We probably won't know until Thursday or Friday. So, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I'm ready. To I'll, all right, so Denver and Los Angeles. Uh, again, uh, Denver 13, Los Angeles 34. Next Saturday, Sunday is going to be so fun. Uh, Al Michaels, Chris Collinsworth on NBC. Chargers Raiders in Las Vegas for a playoff spot. Justin Herbert versus the underdog Derek Carr. That's going to be awesome. Uh, LA is such a matchup-dependent team. Uh, I feel like we learned this over the last couple of weeks. If you have a really good defense and they can get to Justin Herbert, it's going to slow him down. Uh, but 
you know, if you're, if you're a softer team, like the chiefs, you know, with, with an explosive offense and, you know, in a pretty good defense, but not great one that Herbert can pick apart. It's going to be tougher, uh, you know, for you to beat Los Angeles rather than if you can get pressure on Herbert. So it's such a matchup dependent team. And if they get the right matchups in the playoffs, I think they can make a run. But uh, we'll have to see. And, and they beat a really tough Denver team this week, uh, really dominate them, uh, led by Drew Locke, uh, who lo- doesn't look awful, doesn't look great either. He should have a backup role next year. Um, so who knows? That's pretty much all I got on that game. Do you remember when the Broncos were like 5-0? and oh? That was a fun time to be alive. Yeah, I, yeah, I really just... Yeah, I don't. I got nothing on this game. I'm looking forward to next week, obviously, for the Chargers. Um, one of my fa- one of my favorite quarterback rooms in the NFL: Teddy Bridgewater and Drew Locke. Two yeah, of my favorite not a, guys. Not a very good, not a very good quarterback room, but good guys. Good guys, great stories. I don't know. Oh, Drew Locke. I, I root Chase for those Daniel. guys. Drew Locke versus Chase Daniel in that game last week. Some some Mizzou boys. Oh yeah, MIC. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah I, I got nothing. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on, Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, New Orleans 18, Carolina 10. A uh, lot of lack of explosiveness out of this New Orleans offense. Uh, they stay alive, though, uh, keep in this playoff hunt. And the, the scenario next week is if they win and San Francisco loses, New Orleans is in. If anything other than that happens, San Francisco's in. So, it's a scary scenario to be in as a Niner yeah. fan, but it's good to know that we control our own destiny. So yeah, uh, who knows? Who knows? I'm, I'm pushing for the Niners for your sake. And for the fact that I think they're 10 times much better team than the saints. I really don't like this team. Sean Payton's done a great yeah. job. I think much, much like you talked about Harbaugh before he's, you know, he's working. Uh, yeah, obviously he's working magic with this team. Uh, Taysom Hill, obviously not good. Um, somehow they're still in it. I'm really hoping they move on from Sean Payton. Maybe give the Bears a look at him, but I, I don't think it'd be the right move. Maybe just to get a change of culture, you know, flip flip the switch a little. But is that a is that a thing that's being that's that it has rumors around it? I, I've I've seen some things, but I, I don't think I think it'd be dumb. No, there's no way. Like Sean Payton, yeah, yeah. God no. Give him a couple of years to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I, I dislike him. I, I really don't like Sean Payton and I don't like the saints, but you know, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. That's, yeah. That's all I got. I, I kind of forgetting what I was doing. Uh, now I remember I, for some reason I don't have a lot on all these afternoon games, but it's because I was watching that Dallas Arizona game. That's what it was. All and right. So let's, let's here. speed through this next game to get to that one because that was awesome. Uh, yeah. Detroit and Seattle, Seattle blows out Detroit 51 to 29. Nobody really cares. Uh, no, I, I love, yeah. So, um, really all I have on this game is w- what's next for Russ. Does he request a trade to where I personally don't really see him moving this off season, although it is a possibility, uh, in all likelihood, I don't think he moves, but yeah, that's all I got on this. I don't think he moves, but I think he should move. And do you know what yeah. Jared Goff's contract is like? Do you have any I idea? I do not. Yeah, me either. But I actually, I mean. It's big. I, I think I think Los Angeles wanted to offload it uh, in, in that oh, no, trade. I don't really care about the money. I want to know time. 
Jared, <coughs> four years with the Rams. I yeah, I don't know. I can't figure this out. Yeah. So I'll I'll do some research on that. You take it away for this Arizona and Dallas game. I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and do some research on Jared Goff right I, now. I got it. I figured it out. In 2019, <laughs> he signed a four-year contract. So 2019. Oh boy. 2021. 20, That's so not after, good. After next year, right? Yeah. I still think I don't think he's good, but I think he's better than a lot of the other options. But I was just wondering if Detroit's gonna have to change quarterbacks again. It's a lot of money for a guy that's not it's better yeah. than a lot of options. <laughs> yeah. So uh Arizona Cardinals 25, uh Cowboys 22, a really good game. I, I was really hoping for a better game. It was the game of the week. Uh, you got Buck and uh Aikman. I thought it was going to be a much better game, more of a, a shootout, but it was a, still a solid game, 25-22, close. And two teams that I'm I'm not I don't like the Cowboys. I like the Cardinals. I couldn't tell you why. Uh, I really like James Conner, like his story, so maybe that's why. But um, yeah, I was really I was hoping the Cardinals pulled this one out to kind of you know they've been in a lull these past few weeks, and they did. So I really there's not much playoff inc- implications regarding this game, but it was a good game. I I as a 49er fan in the NFC West, I should dislike the Cardinals as much as you know life itself. Uh-huh. But. I really cannot dislike this team. It, it, yeah. it, their fans aren't annoying. You know, I like Kyler Murray. I really like Cliff Kingsbury. It, it's just a really interesting team. And it's really weirdly, you know, built, you know, that, that uh, air raid style offense, the college style offense coming to the NFL. And every year it gets better under Cliff Kingsbury. Like every year his play calling marginally improves. And this year, you know, we're seeing a better version of last year. And last year we saw a better version of the year before that. So it's just really cool to see the development of this team and that defense too. Isaiah Simmons is, you know, kind of coming around on the defense. So it's really interesting, uh, this Cardinals team. And it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch a team get better and better every year um, and really see success like they are this year, even though I really should not like them. So yeah, that's, that's all I got uh, on this game. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know why I like him. Maybe it's James Conner, but I do. Uh, yeah, let's let's move on to a game that was not fun. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings at the Packers. They went to Lambeau Sunday night. Kirk not playing COVID. Uh, he's sick or he was with someone who's sick. I don't know, but he's out. So it was the Sean Mannion's show, notable backup. Um, he's been around forever. Uh, I think he was – yeah, Lewis Rams with Sam Bradford, those Foles days. He's been around. Yep. But uh, yeah, the Viking center caught a pass. But other than that, gross. Yeah, no, it's really bad. And, and my main complaint about this game is why did not why did Mike Zimmer not start Kellen Mond? Like this is a rookie guy that hasn't seen playing time all year. And, and see what you got. He's had a whole year to practice behind Kirk Cousins. See what you have. Who knows? You might have the next Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes. You probably don't. But if you have something, at least let him show it. Because Kirk Cousins is up next year, after next year. And it'll be interesting to see what Minnesota does with this roster because they can very well blow it up and get rid of Zimmer. But Uh, I think the the thought process was Zimmer thought Mannion gave them the best chance to win and save his job, which – 
probably no, is not I going to happen. Now. Yeah, I think it's pass saving. I think he's done. He sure acts like oh, yeah. he's done. Did you see the press conference after the game? That's the I, only you I watch really a lot of press conferences, man. <laughs> no, I don't. I just see clips. <laughs> I, I just see clips. But uh, I'm kidding. I'm he kidding. Uh, so they asked. They were like, "Do you want to?" This this was the exact line. It was, "Are you going to get a look at Kellen next week?" And he just goes, "No." And they said, "Why? Why?" He goes, "I look at him every day." <laughs> like that was, you know, I mean, it's kind of a joke, but at the same time, but he said it's it so like, dumb. Like he said it mad. And Mond went into the game. Mond went in late in the third quarter, three and out, and they were back to Manion. Yeah, but they were down. Yeah. They were down 28 points at the time. It's, like it's like Mike Lennon and Jake Fromm. I don't, you know, there's no reason not to. Your job is gone. Like, A, you either care about the franchise. B, go out with a bang, you know, if this guy turns out to be Russell Wilson and, and say that you coached Russell Wilson's first. I don't know. It, it's stupid. Yeah, I, I don't get it. But, yeah, so I think Zimmer's out. I think, yeah, I think Zimmer's out, and we'll see what the Vikings do. Yep. All right, next game, Cleveland at Pittsburgh on Monday Night Football. Uh, TJ Watt, defensive player of the year, man. Yeah. I, I yeah. He's unbelievable. I, I think him and Micah Parsons are the the two main front runners right now. Uh, Micah Parsons, the great rookie from Dallas. Uh, ben Roethlisberger retires. I know you love him. Uh, very complicated legacy uh, that nobody really wants to talk about. Uh, you know, whatever. Uh, Baker Mayfield looked really bad in this game. Uh, Cleveland's already picked up his his uh, fifth year option on his rookie contract. Uh, but will he be back? There's some questions floating around uh, about that. I, I think he will uh, just because it's the last year of his rookie contract. It's not insanely expensive, uh, but he has been very, very bad. Uh, so they might need to look into a quarterback next year. Yeah. I, I think, I think they keep him just because like we talked about last week, there's not a lot of options in free agency. And obviously you're not going to be able to go out and trade for someone who's better. And I think he's still young enough where, you know, you, you might find something. I, I really don't know, but he's not good. And uh, either that or you empty your bullets at Russell Wilson. Yeah, I, I, I like that. They've got weapons. I don't think it's going to happen, game. but no. who knows? Yeah, I, I'm really not sure. Um, yeah, so a, a note on like the Ben thing, it's kind of – it's a new era of quarterbacks. There's no, you know, I grew up with, you know, Ben and uh, yep. Big Phil and Eli, and they're all gone, you know? It's sad. Yeah, those pocket passers, the Tom Brady, you know, Philip Rivers, you're exactly right. Big body guys that, you know, stand in the pocket, don't really move, and you're exactly right. It's 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 a little bit sad. Like, I, I liked that era, but... Uh, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun to watch now. It was a lot of fun to watch then. So yeah, it's just, it's, I noted. I, I I was like, wow, like these, you know, these are the guys of football like I grew up on. But uh, and yeah, I obviously you know Big Ben's legacy. But no matter who it is, and you've been around for that long, just when he took the lap around and he's crying and he's giving one high fives. That was, I mean, that's why I love sports stuff like that. Just you know, a, a icon for a team in a city. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do when Kane and Taze retire. I'm going to be a mess. Just to name two. I'm going to be so sad. <laughs> yeah. So Ben Roethlisberger out. 
uh, probably out of Pittsburgh. Hasn't officially announced uh, his retirement yet. Well, and who reason, knows? They, yeah. Sorry, the, reason, the reason you don't want to do that, they're still technically in it. We talked about it before. They win next week, and the Jags beat the Colts, and they're in. And Ben Ben gets one more one more ride to see what he can do. And it's not going to be much. That I mean, if Ben, if the storylines around Ben being his last game at Heinz weren't there, I mean, that was a horrible football game, both sides. He threw forty six yeah. times under two hundred yards. That's I mean, he's he knows he knows he's on the way out. He should retire. He yeah, he he can tell. We can tell. Um, haven't seen a big Ben run in a while. There's nothing like that in sports. Hopefully he gives us one more, but, uh, yeah, it's absolutely nothing. Yeah. The only thing that compares is Tom Brady running. Um, yeah, I was a fan. Yeah, no big Ben. I watched a big Ben, uh, big Ben rushing compilation after that game for sure. I was laying in bed. (laughs) Um, yeah, but there's nothing like big Ben running. And then. What was I going to say? Yeah, so obviously, I think he didn't want to announce officially he's done because, you know, that then it's all the headlines switched to that and not focusing on winning these games and trying to get in. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's true. Um, that's really interesting. I have nothing else on this game. Anything else from you? No, I mean, the Browns, yeah, Baker's bad. Ben's old. That's all I got. Um, why? I, I, I On the dock, we have – a little special thing that we talked about. We're going to do. Do you mind if I do the, why we love sports now? Cause it's sort of a, it's, it's obviously a good story, but it's a, it's a sad note. You want to end on that, you know? Yeah, no problem. Let's do it. All right. So our, our, our occasional segment, why we love sports. Mickey did a story a couple weeks ago. I don't think we've done one since then. I at least haven't. So this is a Chicago story. I did one. I did one in, on an episode that you weren't there and, okay. and that was the only two times we've done it. I, I would love to make this more constant yeah. thing though. Whenever, whenever we got the time, but yeah, so this, if you lived outside of the city of Chicago, exactly. even if you lived in the city of Chicago, if you're not a big bears fan, you would have had no idea who Jeff Dickerson was before this week. He is a bears beat reporter for ESPN. And unless, you know, you follow him on Twitter and you're, or, uh, you know, he's the guy asking questions in my, you know, my press conferences that I love. Uh, he, you know, it's guys like that, that nobody's going to know who he is, what he does. And uh, tragically, it's a horrible story. He passed away to can- due to cancer last week at the age of 44. And if that's not bad enough, his wife, Caitlin, died two years ago from cancer as well. So they left behind an 11-year-old son. Oh, jeez. Now has no parents. And it, it, it's very sad so a sister-in-law or some relative started to go fund me asking for ten thousand dollars you know it, obviously he has no parents it, it's sad and the kid's gonna grow up yeah. with whoever he ends up being his caretakers and he needs money so you, you know the reaches out to the the bears community the sports community yeah. hey ten thousand dollars can you give what you got well that was just the start uh obvious shirts which is another it's a chicago-based company I don't want to say I don't like them, but they only really make shirts for the Cubs. Uh, they, they have, they're those shirts that you might've seen. Uh, <laughs> Andrew Chafin wears them. It says failed start, failed starter. Uh, they make those. So he, they make the, they made a shirt in honor of Jeff Dickerson with a bear on it. And the logo is JD. They donated all their proceeds to that, to the GoFundMe. Adam Schefter. It was the sort of the catalyst for this. He was tweeting out the GoFundMe every day. 
different people who donated. Here's how you can help. So Adam Schefter, big time help on that. I mean, Lovey Smith donated, Mark Trussman, Josh McCown, uh, the Schefter family ended up donating $5,000 themselves. The Reinsdorf family, I mean, the Jets, Jimmy Ursay, Texans, Mike Tirico, Charles Leno, I mean, Dalton, Andy Rizzo, not Andy, Andy Rizzo. Um, oh, my gosh. Anthony Rizzo. Wow, that should not have taken me. Uh, Anthony Rizzo, Walter Payton, obviously, is deceased, but his son, his family, they all donated and they all chipped in. And the Bears held moment of silence for him. And ESPN Radio did a day where it was just in honor of him. And the story that I really like was Matt Nagy. Oh, and the Bears themselves donated 25000 And, of course, the Packers matched that for 25000 because, you know, why not? Um, Matt Nagy had a press conference, and he said that him and his family are donating $7,600 in honor of Jeff, Jeff Dickerson because, and he shared a voicemail with all the reporters, or text, uh, text conversation between him and Jeff Dickerson. They became friends in Nagy's time in Chicago, predicting that, and telling him, not telling him who to draft, but predicting that they draft Tevin Jenkins, the Bears' rookie O-lineman. They ended up taking Tevin Jenkins. He wears number 76, so Matt Nagy gave $7,600 out of his pocket to this donation. GoFundMe oh, started, wow. off, started off asking for $10,000. It closed yesterday at a final number of $1,102,710. That's awesome. Holy Jesus. And they, they closed it normally. Nice. They that is awesome. I love that. Yeah. And, and I mean, it, it's, it, it took off. Schefter was retweeting this thing every day and he, you know, just everyone, there's a million other people that I didn't list big names that decided to, you know, give some money. And there's been different things across the Chicagoland area, people still raising money for this kid. And that's, that's why I love sports. Something like that, that, a community, a sports community that starts with one ESPN reporter that nobody knows and ends with, you know, everyone, literal, literal NFL franchises donating. So that that's all I got on that. That is all. I, I love that. Yeah. That's why it's awesome little world we live in, you know, into, into the real world and it, it trickles into the real world all the time too and I, I love stuff like that so yeah, <laughs> that's that's, that's uh, awesome i love that yeah so that's that this is we're moving on to our last little segment here this is something that you know i, I opened the doc and i texted mickey and i was like hey uh yeah I, this we we don't have a lot going today there's a little lull so we're gonna start whenever we have some open time on air doing all-time favorite lineups. This isn't, you know, this isn't the 100 best players. This isn't the best players, but favorite. You know, I I mean, I've got guys that probably finished their career with a four ERA. Not probably. I know. He did. It wasn't good. But it's just yep. our favorite players. All-time <laughs> favorite lineup. So His got, name is Matt Albers, isn't it? <laughs> four. We've got five starters, three relievers, a lineup, a DH, and two reserves, along with a manager and – just because why not two announcers? So, Mickey, you want to run through yours? Yeah. What do we want to start with? We want to start with uh, pitchers first? Well, how do we want to do it? You want to do, you know, you go through your pitchers, then I go through mine. I like that. And then keep going from there. Yeah, let, let's do it. Let's do it by position group, like pitchers right. and then position players. Yeah, let's Turn do that. Off. All right. I wonder if we have any overlaps. 
This will oh, be interesting if we have any overlaps. We, we have two oh. for sure. I was looking. Oh, at we it. do. Okay. I haven't looked at yours yet. So, okay. Awesome. All right. My first starting pitcher is uh, he was about 5'7, pitched for the San Francisco Giants. It's one of the, you know, weirdest, funkiest windups ever you're gonna see a little bit of a pattern here with some bay area players uh in my favorite players but there's also some internet you know uh national players and international players too so uh tim let's come that's my first starting pitcher uh my second starting pitcher is the guy that they paired with him matt kane one also one of my favorite players of all time uh very vanilla guy he had a vanilla glove uh i always loved that as a kid he had like this really like yellowish glove that was really weird uh he never won a cy young he he didn't really have high as high of a peak as tim wants but he certainly was better for longer or he was really good for longer uh and so matt kane one of my love matt kane uh, and then Barry Zito, uh, musician now, very active around the Bay Area, uh, big Oakland A's pitcher, won a Cy Young with them, uh, and then signed a massive deal. Stunk. And, and really what I love about when the Giants were paying him 20, you know, 20, however much it was, like $18 million a year, $20 million a year, everybody loved him. In the, in the Giants organization. And, and you know, it, it's hard to say that when a guy, you know, turns out to be a very bad deal or whatever. Barry Zito is just so beloved everywhere in the Bay Area. So that that's one of my favorites. Uh, Roy Holiday as well, for very expl- self-explanatory reasons, dominant pitcher, uh, tragically died in a play crash, but uh, he was my brother's favorite player of all time. I uh, love Roy Holiday. He was such a good guy, family guy, uh, and really cool guy, pilot. That was cool. And then Jonathan Papelbon. Uh, funny story about this. Within the span of four days, he threw at Manny Machado and then punched Bryce Harper in the face. I like um, If you want to read more about that, definitely Google that. It, yeah, no, I knew you would like, I knew you would like Papelbon. Manny, Manny Papelbon's Machado. awesome. Uh, he's also a good guy. He did no way. Okay, pause, 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 pause. What happened? Yeah, there was like five of us sitting near the or when he was on the Orioles. There were five of us sitting near the dugout. We were yelling at him. He flipped us off. That's it. <laughs> I, I don't like Manny Machado. What did you yell at him? I don't even All right. know. <laughs> I don't like Manny Machado either. We we're in like seventh grade. It couldn't have been bad. I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome! I yeah. I I wish I had been. It was awesome. All right, keep going. There. I'm not that good of a heckler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and then my three relievers. Uh, uh, first, uh, the guy that founded uh, the that that started really the modern reliever, uh, the modern closer, Raleigh Fingers. Uh, awesome handlebar mustache. Very different era than the guys that I've chosen so far. Uh, love Raleigh Fingers. Good guy, too. Uh, Mariano Rivera. Oh, this guy just, you know, you'd have a hard time finding someone that disliked Mariano Rivera. Uh, yeah. And then Brian Wilson. Uh, Fear the Beard. Uh, Giants closer. 
one of the funniest baseball players to ever live. Uh, he had this shtick where he'd have, he, he'd be on a zoom call. He was on a zoo. He was on like a remote interview with Chris Rose one time. And it speculated that it was his teammate, Pat Burrell at the time at, on the giants. He walked in nothing, but like this just so revealing garb. Uh, what was it? He called it the machine. He called him the machine. Uh, and in the background, just completely out of context without any prompt or anything. And then it, he just became a reoccurring figure across all of his interviews. So Brian Wilson, one of the funniest guys ever look up a funny compilation for him. And those are my pitchers. What do you, what, what, you know, who you got? All right. So as you were going, as you were going through this, I was thinking I had some, I had some, uh, so I, I don't know. I was looking at it and I, when I started, I was like, oh, I don't want to do all socks players. And then when you go, you went through, you were talking, you had like a story about each guy. And I was like, ah, you know what? If this is, if this is all time favorite players, they're, they're mostly going to be from the Sox. So I just made some, I just made some changes right now. Yeah. Um, Chris sale. I mean, his prime was right when I started getting into baseball. Uh, yeah. I mean, K's, they did a thing called the K zone. Everyone wore red and said in one section, you got signs. It was awesome. Um, so yeah, Chris sale was one of my first, you know, he, he was really, I mean, the Sox were bad. He was the only real bright spot on the team. My aunt works for the Sox. She works in tickets and every year you're, you know, she, she's able to get autographed baseballs and she got my cousin and I both Chris sale signed baseballs. And I was like, Oh, okay. And then she's she texts me the next year and she's like, uh, and this is the year that I think, uh, I don't know. There was a couple of all-stars of Bray, you, you know, but and she's like, yeah, I can get you any players. Who do you want? And I was like, yeah, I met Albers, please. And, uh, she was like, uh, I think only like the, the bigger guys. <laughs> so I didn't get my Matt Albers baseball, but so yeah, Chris sale. Um, my second one, I, I changed this two seconds ago. Lance Lynn. He's been here for a year. I love the guy. I, I love his personality. Uh, you know, he's out there yelling, swearing. He just goes out and shoves. You know, he's just going to throw you a fastball. He's just going to try to beat you. And he's got that mentality, too. You ever listen to him in interviews and stuff like that? I, I don't know. There's just something about Lance Lynn. I love him. Um, next one. Mark Burley. Same thing. Just gritty. Goes out there and shoves. He's going to throw as many pitches as you want him to throw. The Mark Burley perfect game is one of my – I was too young for that one. Or I, I obviously not, but um, I really wasn't into baseball yet. But, you know, highlights from that, watching that whole game through, that's just one example. And then I actually got to see him play when he was with the Blue Jays against the Sox when he came back. That was cool. And I, I just – same thing. He's just a guy who goes out there gets the job done. Bartolo Colon, next guy. Yeah, you could say he was a Sox pitcher. He oh, of course. Guy. It was about a hundred pounds short of what he finished his career with, but I mean Bartolo. He, I, I don't know. There's a million things you could say about him. The home run, I he my favorite. It's for everybody. Yeah, my favorite memory is one late in the year. Um, he late in his career. I mean, the Rangers were bad. It was like a Sunday night baseball broadcast, and he almost threw a no hitter, a no hitter. Like two months before he he didn't retire. He still wants to play. I follow him on Instagram. He's working out, but uh, he. he you know, he was, he ended up being done in the majors and yes, he, I don't know, just Bartolo. There's a million reasons why. And then Jim Abbott, uh, obviously he, he had a no hitter too. I'm pretty sure he had one hand. 
he pitched with one hand. And I just think that that's crazy. And he pitched pretty, not pretty well. He pitched very well. He was a very good starter and he had one hand. And no, that's awesome. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, there's really not much to it. That's all I, yeah, that's really why. Um, relief pitcher, Matt Albers, of course. That's my guy. <laughs> I'm looking at a signed picture of him right now. Um, Mariano Rivera, we we did have a we did have an overlap there, and there we one, go. One, he's one of the best closers ever, and two, there is nothing like Enter Sandman. There will never be a walk up song like Enter Sandman. I firmly believe that. And then Liam Hendricks is my last one. Um, same thing. Been around for a year, two years, and. You know, same thing. He's screaming. He's high energy. He just doesn't stop. And yeah, I, and he's damn good too. That's yeah. Those are my pitchers, but mostly White Sox. But yeah, those are my guys. That's a great list. That's that's a really solid list. Obviously, Mariano Rivera. Yes, completely agree. How can you go wrong with Matt Albers? Everything you've told me about him, I had never heard of the guy before you told me about him. So. That's awesome. Yeah. So good list. I like it. All right. Let's hear your uh, starting On to lineup. position players. Yeah. All right. At catcher. Uh, formerly, this was Evan Gaddis uh, before he, you know, cheated. Um, no Gattis? batting gloves. Yeah. Catcher. Defensive catcher. Love that. What was that? Evan Gaddis cheated. PED, PEDs probably. Yeah, he was on the 2017. No, he was oh, on the 2017 yeah, yeah, Astros. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He was that guy was big. He yeah, heard and he he just looked um, like so. Yep. No, uh, Evan Gaddis. Uh, so Evan Gaddis no longer is my catcher. Uh, and then I thought of a better one. Uh, Ng Molina. Uh. Just, you know, right as I was getting into baseball, this guy was the catcher for the Giants. Uh, he was the predecessor to Buster Posey. Uh, Yadier Molina's older brother, literally one of the things I've ever seen. One of the slowest human beings, a very league average rate. So uh, Benji Molina, great guy, uh, wrote a book. Uh, haven't read it yet. I'm going to read it, but... Uh, yeah, one of my favorite players of all time. At first base, Joey Votto. Just look up Joey Votto trolling compilations. He is so <laughs> funny at first base. Uh, he's also like an awesome analytics player. His on-base percentage is so high. He hit 400 in a month at one time. Uh, he had a 400 batting average in one month uh, at one point. And then at second base, I have Dustin Pedroia. Uh, right again, right as I was getting into baseball, this guy was awesome. Uh, the 2007 World Series between the Red Sox and the Rockies was one of my first baseball memories. Um, I believe it was the next year that my mom and I began going to every Giants opening day after that. Um, but yeah, Dustin Pedroia, he's kind of like who I saw myself as a baseball player when I was really young for <laughs> any other for the reasons that were he's. Clean shaven at he was clean shaven at the time. He was really good and he was a second baseman. And that's that's about it. So that that's where the comparisons to Dustin Pedroia run out. I'm six two. He's about five, 
5'10 now, so it wouldn't even work now. Um, at shortstop, Edgar Rancheria, uh, Giants postseason hero in 2010, hit that home run uh, to give them a 3-1 lead in game five of the World Series in Texas. Uh, made one of my favorite broadcasters of all time. Not my broadcaster on this time, though. Dave Fleming uh, made his voice crack in the middle of a game in one of the most important calls of his life, which is hilarious. Uh, Dave Fleming likes making fun of himself there. Honorable mention Troy Tulowitzki for that. Uh, love me some Tulo. Uh, third base, Adrian Beltre. Again, how can you go wrong with Beltre? He's hilarious. He has so many moments where he's just trolling, you know, people. Uh, cup checking people it's so funny uh love adrian beltre 3000 hit club uh and then at the outfield uh i have raul ibanez as my first outfielder uh this guy the giants played against him in the 2010 world series <clears throat> and i don't like him for any other reason other than then i looked at him and i was like that guy's awesome and then every time after that i looked at him and i was like that guy's awesome i like raul ibanez <laughs> And now that I get to know baseball more, he was a really good editor. He's on the Hall of Fame ballot. How can you go wrong with Raul Ibanez? Uh, Nick Swisher is my next outfielder. Uh, one of the funniest guys in MLB history. Uh, trolls people. Uh, I remember him as a Yankee, even though he wasn't a Yankee for that long. Um, but he, that guy is so much energy. I, I, I love Nick Swisher. I love watching him talk and stuff. Uh, and then my final outfielder, Ken Griffey Jr. Uh, gets forgotten in our generation way too often. This guy was awesome. He did not, as far as we know, he did not take steroids in an era where steroids were just so commonplace. Um, so yeah, that's uh, Ken Griffey Jr. And then I, also picked a DH and two reserves. My DH is Edgar Martinez for obvious reasons, humble beginnings, awesome story, great hitter. Uh, my, one of my reserves is Willie McCovey, my mom's favorite player, classy guy. Uh, McCovey, great hitter, Hall of Famer. Uh, I've We've met him very briefly before. He's, he's just a really good guy, carries himself with class. Uh, and then one of my reserves, actually, Aiden, I, I thought of this yeah. one and I realized he was a part of the White Sox World Series winning team. Aaron Rowan, the center fielder for the Giants 2010 World Series team and, and the 2006 White Sox, I want to say. Is that right? 2005. 2005 White Sox, right. He was on that team too. I'm, I'm, uh, sitting, I'm love sitting me under. some Aaron Rowan, that weird, weird batting stance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting. What under was that? Front, I'm sitting under the front page of the Chicago Tribune when the Sox won it, and four tickets when they were at home in the World Series too. Nice. Yes. Yep. So Aaron Rowan, kind of a shared, shared guy for us. So who who yeah. you got? Who you got in this? Uh, you want to do your manager and broadcaster too? Just get them all out of the way. Sure. Let's do it. Uh, my manager is Bobby Cox. This guy just did not stop he he grinded through years and years and and even when he was in his 70s he was screaming at umpires and and making raising all sorts of hell on the baseball diamond he was awesome i loved bobby cox uh i picked a gm just you know why not i 
picked Theo Epstein. Uh, this guy, he kind of picks and chooses his projects. Uh, picked the Red Sox, broke their curse. Picked the Cubs, broke their curse. He's been with both of those teams. He was with both of those teams for exactly 10 years. And there's rumors that he might choose one more team for the next, you know, whatever, 10 years. Uh, love Theo Epstein. And then my commentators, John Miller. Uh, I've been listening to him my entire life. He's the reason I'm into broadcasting. John Miller is awesome. And then one of the funniest baseball personalities ever, Bob Uecker. Uh mm-hmm. Just awesome commentator. Uh, his uh, his home run call classic. I, I love Bob Uecker, John Miller. That's my, you know, they're two play-by-play guys, but, you know, who knows? They Maybe one can take the first three innings, the next can take the next three, and then they can switch off, you know, games, whatever. So that's my, that's my, that's my all-time franchise. Awesome. I, I have two play-by-play guys too, just because they're my two favorites. So we'll, we'll get there. So, hey, we're play-by-play bias, so. Yes. Um, so I don't hope that didn't just ring. I just kind of FaceTimed through my computer. I didn't know that was possible. Who cares? Um, all right. Yeah, we so, heard it. That's all right. <laughs> the, fan, the fans know I'm I've got people. Uh, they're, they're probably calling to get on. Um, so, yeah, hey, I exactly. Have, yeah, I, um, I have Johnny Bunch as my all-time starting catcher. And I, I like Johnny Bunch. I mean, he's clearly one of the greats. I think I picked him because he's good, and the rest of my team might not be good. But if I was really picking in the heart, it's Omar Narvaez. I don't. He's with the Mariners now. I've always loved Omar Narvaez. He started with the Sox, and I, I don't know. He's, he's an average player, but there's just something about him. Um, for my first baseman, this was tough because although the White Sox have not been good, uh, you know, consistently. They've had Paul Canerco, they've had Jose Abreu, and they've had Frank Thomas. So it was tough. I went with Paul Canerco. I don't know why. Abreu is definitely number two for me. Um, I don't know. There's something about Paulie, just the way he plays, obviously, all those clutch home runs. I don't know. I, I, I There's just little tidbits, and I, I couldn't explain why I picked half these guys, but they're, they just strike a chord with me. So that's my first baseman. Second baseman is Alexi Ramirez. Once again, not not great, but he had I, I wanna find the title of it right now. He had one of the greatest walk-up songs. Lexi Ramirez. Walk up song. Remind me, Alexi Ramirez. I, I, I know I know the name. What what do I know him from? Isn't there like a highlight or something? Or or a it, team that he was on? It might be the uh oh, it was Don Zacaduro, which is just awesome. He was on the Sox for a while, but um yeah, I, I really – so he the, – the highlight might be the his grand slam. He wasn't a power hitter. He had a grand slam for the Sox, and Hawk Harrelson lost it. Obviously, it's put it on the board, but it was just, Alexei, just just going nuts. And that's another reason why I picked Alexei. But, yeah, he's just a flashy – he's a defensive guy, not a power hitter, but, you know, someone you want at second base. Uh, third base, Wade Boggs. Yep, I think I remember that. Yeah, thir- third base, Wade Boggs. One of the greats also contributed to one of my favorite episodes of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Boggs Challenge. That obviously helps my my pick there. Um, outfield Ichiro. Ichiro Suzuki by 10 landslides. He's one of my favorite baseball players of all time. I mean, he got it done on offense, defense, that throw him nabbing people. Him, watching him throw runners out at third will never get old for me. 
uh, obviously he brought the game to new heights, uh, you know, getting a lot of people. I, I don't want to mess this up. I Hold on. Okay. I yeah, should have put I, it I, your own mind. I, I, I thought he was Japanese, but I wanted to make sure. But, yeah, obviously he brought the game, and obviously that's a whole talent pool in Japan and China as well, you know, that MLB has started to dip into kind of because of Ichiro. And he obviously give, he, he gives back to the game a ton. There's always a video of him playing baseball with someone. There, the most recent video, he was playing with a high school team. He's just striking people out like crazy. I love Ichiro. Uh, Pete Rose is my other one, or one of my other two. Still controversial. I, I think Pete Rose should get into the Hall of Fame, but I also completely understand the reason why you say no. It's it's tricky, but one of the greatest people of all time. The hit, you know, there's a million things you could say about Pete Rose. Pete Rose, and then Ken Griffey Jr. Another overlap between the two of us. Nothing will ever be greater in baseball for me than watching him call off, not call off, but steal a pop fly from Ken Griffey Sr. I, I don't know. It's just one of those memories that sticks with you. And I think, and obviously he's a great player. He had a stint with the Sox, not a good one, but he had a stint with the Sox. So I, I consider him a sock. That was after the Reds, right? Yeah, it was after a lot. And I don't think he won many places after either. <laughs> Wasn't too good. Uh, my DH is Frank Thomas. So I, I did, I did stick hurting there somewhere. Because, you know, you have to as a White Sox fan and as he still does a lot with the broadcasting for NBC Sports Chicago. I like him. He did. He actually has his own show for NBC Sports Chicago where he talks to different people. He had an episode with Pete Rose, which kind of contributed to why I picked him there. Um, And then my two reserves, you had Benji Molina. I have Yadier Molina because even if I'm picking two reserves, I want to have a backup catcher just in case. In in case Omar can't go or in case Johnny Bench can't go. and Yadier Molina, he's just so fundamentally sound. And I'm not a big Cardinals fan. I, I don't cheer for the Cardinals. But the way he's still playing the game now, great defensively. I mean, he's losing it offensively for sure. But he had it at one point. And my other reserve is Billy Hamilton because you're going to need someone to steal some bases. And there is no one you can steal bases like Billy Hamilton. And he's one of the funniest guys. He's a big locker room guy. Everyone loves him. Uh, I, I, yeah, there's... Billy Hamilton was my favorite player on the Sox last year when they were very good. So there's not a lot more I can say about him. My announcers. Oh, my manager, Ricky Renteria. My fate. I don't want to say Matt Elber is definitely my favorite baseball person of all time, but Ricky's up there. I had the chance to caddy for Ricky Renteria and he took it upon himself to sit down with me. You, you don't, when you're making the turn from hole nine to 10, you don't exactly, you got to caddy some food, but he he goes on with his work. But he made it a point to sit down with me, just the two of us, and have lunch, get to know me, tell me about where he's from. We talked about the team. I told him one thing I thought about the bullpen. They were between closers. And he actually, the, the next week or so, uh, that the guy who I said should close, he, he got a save opportunity. So I'm not sure if I did that. And he, he converted. They won the game. So I'm not sure if I did that. But if I did... Um, if I did, then I won the Sox a game and he, and then I saw him the next year at Sox Fest and he made a point to come up to me and he said, what's up? And, you know, he signed stuff and was talking to my little cousin and he, he's just a really, really good guy. He's not, he's one thing you can say about him. You like him baseball, but he's a good person. 
And that better be that better be him. That better be him calling you right now. Oh no, I have his number, but Ricky calling me. No. <laughs> he gave, me, he gave me his number. Oh, and the next week he uh he gave us tickets. Or the next game after I came for him, he gave us tickets behind the plate. Um, and came and said what's up. And uh, but no, he's That's I have his awesome. number. I I told myself I would never text him or call him unless they had just won the world series and Ricky is now gone. So I will not be texting Ricky anytime soon. Um, my, my, <laughs> my two broadcasters, Jason Benetti and Hawk Harrelson, the same day I caddied for Ricky uh, Hawk did something at this golf outing where he plays a hole with each group. So he came and played the first hole with us and I still will never let myself down, let myself, I'll never let myself off the hook for this because I was walking up the fairway with Ricky and I said, will Mr. Stone be joining our group? Thinking, I, I know 100% that that's Hawk Harrelson, not Steve Stone, but something slipped. Something didn't work out right. And I called him. I didn't call him Steve Stone, but I said I thought he was Steve Stone to Ricky Renteria. I'll never let myself live that down because those, those I love them both. But he played golf with us for one hole. He also invented the batting glove, but that's a whole different story. I could have a whole podcast about that. He was a poor golfer. He's well into his 80s. I don't know how old he is. He, he doesn't – I'm not going to say he doesn't look good, but he definitely looks like he's aging. And uh, played one hole of golf, played it damn well, made a putt, yelled, you can put it on the board, came up to me, gave me 20 bucks for saying a couple words to him, not washing his ball or clubs or anything, was on his way. Took a picture with me too. I have a picture with him. Um, but, yeah, just an awesome guy. And then Jason Benetti why I'm in broadcasting is Jason Benetti, not only because I think he's one of the best play-by-play guys in the sport, not only in that sport, because he does football, he does basketball, he does everything for ESPN. His story is an awesome one. He's a Chicago guy. He went to Homewood Flossmore, and I went up to him at Sox Fest, told him my story, said, do, do you ever think I could show you some of my work? Gave me his email, emailed me right away, and then – you know, we've gone back and forth five different times. You looked at some of my work. I've, I've seen him on multiple occasions and he doesn't, obviously he's not going to know, oh, Hey Aiden, but well, he might, I wouldn't put that past him, but he, he'll, he'll, he knows the face. And <laughs> he actually, uh, my high school uh, that obviously that I want to, we brother rice TV, we have a Twitter account and the guy who runs it, our moderator, was tweeting out where we're all going to college, and he made a joke. He's like, when Aiden graduates, you know, watch out, Jason Benetti, Aiden might take you, something like that, some sort of joke saying I'm going to Mizzou next year. It's when we're all making our college decisions. And he emailed me and said, hey, man, I I saw you're going to Mizzou. That's awesome. Keep working at the craft. Anything you need, I'm here. You know, just let me know. And that's, I mean, he went out of his way. I didn't communicate with him. He communicated with me. He reached out to me and said that I haven't talked to, I haven't, you know, reached out to him since for anything, but he's just a true, genuine, good guy and a amazing play-by-play guy. I love exposing these like big figures for like the very insanely good people that they are. Like just pull away the, you know, I love hearing the stories of, you know, people, random people just having an interaction with this guy and, you know, they remember who you are like a year later or something, you know, whatever, like small stuff like that. And just like, you know, you see them as these like guys on TV, you know, with millions of people watching them. And then, and then they're just guys, they're guys, they're good guys. So 
yeah. The best, the best example. I love that stuff. The best example of that for me is another caddying story. I, uh, a couple members of the Blackhawks, two of them, Taze and Kane, that I've, you know, and everyone said Kane's a quiet guy. You know, he's not really going to talk. He, he didn't. You know, he, you know, it's not like you have to be nice when you're a celebrity. And obviously I'm doing work for them by caddying for them. But Kane's quiet. He'll talk to you. He'll make some jokes. Good guy. Taze is just, I mean, he won't stop talking. He's a nice guy. He wants to know about you. He's not going to talk about, you know, there's a million different things you can talk about on a golf course. Jonathan Taze is asking me what I'm majoring in, stuff like that. And, yeah, it's just good. You hear a lot about athletes being crazy or a little off the rails or stuff, but there's a lot that doesn't get talked about that should just being really good guys. Yeah, no, that's awesome. I, I love stuff like that. That's and that's another reason why we love sports. Yeah, that's that, kind of a double bone, a double jeopardy there. Yep, there you go. All yeah. right, I, uh, I'm about I'm about tapped out for now. Uh, you got yeah, anything else for tired. us? No, this is. I, I'm, I'm glad I could have <laughs> need someone to talk to. But what time is it there? Uh, it's like six thirty, but like this is just, mentally draining for yeah. me right now. <laughs> uh-huh this is the well, most yeah, i've done uh, in the last two days so yeah that's all we got i'm, I'm glad i could uh, give you something to do man yeah thank you very much i'm gonna go watch my warriors sauce up the mavs in this last quarter and oh, no 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 yeah. no 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 dirk is there <laughs> they're retiring dirk they have to win once we do the nba version of this dirk is my he's my point guard my center he's everything Point center Dirk yeah, that's, uh, point forward Nurk VC. Yes. All right. Uh, rest up. Hope you feel better. And we will be back next week with another online edition, I would assume, of the Packed House. Yep. Everybody have a great week. Thank you for listening. And go Warriors. Yeah.